0: This is the Dynasty War Zone, the
1: People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. Best Join a 12-team dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to 999. Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues, with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com, <clears throat> the best fantasy football leagues
0: on the net. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. The People's Dynasty Podcast, and we are the flagship podcast of DynastyFootballFactory.com, and we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network, at DF underscore network on Twitter. And with me, as always, he's a fired up, he's jacked to the max, he is the man of the hour, and he is the man with the power, he is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what is going on, going into week numero deuce?
1: Man, everybody's jacked up. Cause we just got fantasy football, and it was a weird week of fantasy football.
0: It's week I one. Mean, it, it, I mean, it, it,
1: yeah, I hear you. It's like when Terrence Williams blew up for two touchdowns a couple years ago, and everyone thought he was the great, you know, returning of the Messiah. Uh, how did your teams do? Did you do okay?
0: Uh, if I, 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 you know, I'm, they're, they're not a sponsor yet, but the Sleeper app. If uh, if my team was on Sleeper, I crushed. I dominated, uh, I beat the brakes off of them in sleeper, went two and three in my uh, ESPN redraft leagues, and my fantasy league, dynasty leagues, was a mixed bag. Uh, Some were good, some were bad. Uh, We'll we'll get into all of that, uh, but real quick before we get into tonight's news and injuries and rumors and the such, I want to make sure to let everybody know that the Patreon is live, and we want to welcome Pat. Pat from uh, Melbourne, Australia. Happy to have you. Just added him to the group chat. He's livening that thing up already. You guys were going hammer last night.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, got to. That's what happens when you're in the Patreon chat. And the Aussies, man. We just we're reeling in Aussies. We're gonna be honorary Aussies in time.
0: Well, you're gonna be an. I, I already am an Aussie. Uh, I'm, I'm like two months Fair. away from from like citizenship, and that's why I wasn't that crazy in the group chat last night. I was trying to watch the game, and I was on the phone uh, talking to G. All the way down under of the Aussie guy. So, uh, but if, you, if you're interested in all of that, for as little as a buck a month, you can go over to the patreon.com, forward slash Dynasty warzone and join. We're, we're doing the bonus podcast. I think last week's uh, podcast, I couldn't get you on there. I explained why in the podcast, but I, I think it was really telling and I got some nice notes from some of the Patreon. It really talked some of those guys off of the ledge. I talked about rookie running backs and why not to freak out and stuff like that. And it was really well received, so check that out if you're interested. And then uh, a couple of last things: uh, check out our social media, uh, Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. I only had one Instagram DM, but I did respond to that person's question. It can just get overwhelming right now with starts and sets, and between taking care of our Patreons and our own personal lineups. I mean, hell, I'm setting eighteen a week. How many are you setting?
1: Yeah, uh, probably about that close to it. It's 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 a lot of work. So it's, when I set when I set rosters, I just keep going. Next one, next one, next one. God, I still got to do the sleepers, too. Yeah,
0: that, that, that's how I do them. So I, I do all the ESPN. So in all my redrafts, uh, I'm in four. Uh, one on sleeper, three on ESPN. I went in today and put in all my waiver claims. Uh, I still haven't that, done it, so that, that's what I'm going to be doing And that's, And when I get done with the podcast tonight, I got to go in. And I got a little bit of time with the Dynasty, because most of my Dynasty waivers run the earliest at noon tomorrow. So I've, I got a little bit of time, but it's it's a... Between that and the podcast, it's a lot going on. And my my last thing, my last ask of you before we get into the news is please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. It is the number one way on top of the sponsors that we have, uh, but more so than that is leaving us that five-star, that rating and review. It helps the analytics of the show. It helps new listeners find the show. And that is the number one way to help us. So It warms my heart, too. And, it, and it just say nice things about Jerry. Tell him that you like his beard. Uh, Jerry needs it in his life. He's a Lions fan. They choked away like a 16-point <laughs> lead. Ha <laughs> you mother. Yep, see, that, that that's how it was. So listen, Same before no we lines. get into the news, we got a quick spot from our friends over at DynastyFootballFactory.com and our friends over at DraftKings. Give it a, give it a quick listen. Fantasy football season is here, and we have partnered up with DraftKings to bring you a Factory Sports membership for free. All you have to do is go to DynastyFootballFactory.com forward slash shop and follow the instructions. That's right. You'll get our year-round content, exclusive members-only access to the Factory Sports Slack channel, full access to articles from every department, and all the other great features in our memberships. All for $20, which you can then enter into contest to potentially win even more. We are super excited to bring you this deal. If you want access right away, go to DynastyFootballFactory.com forward slash shop and follow the instructions. Eligibility restrictions apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, big thanks to DynastyFootballFactory.com and Giraffe Kings for sponsoring the show. So, Jerry, let's jump into some news. And as Jerry and I were talking, we're really trying to make sure we keep this thing dynasty-focused. A lot of other great podcasts. Um, you have ESPN. You have the Sleeper app. You have a lot of other ways to get you know tidbits of news. I, I'm a big Roto World guy. I don't know what you use. Jerry, what do you use?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I use. Roto
0: World because it's quick, it's easy, it's the best app on the market. And it's, uh, it's just the facts. But uh, as this relates to Dynasty, Julio Jones signs a big, fat, guaranteed contract. Three years, $66 million, 97% guaranteed, which is $64 million guaranteed. And as I saw one, I think it was Adam Schefter tweeted, this is as close as the NFL has gotten to uh, an NBA contract where basically all the money is guaranteed. So Jerry, what does this mean for Julio in Dynasty Leagues going forward?
1: I think you have to feel good about it. I feel like people like to talk about how he's he's at the tail end, and maybe he goes down. That people see too much Calvin Johnson. Here's the thing about Calvin Johnson: uh, he was a lion, and they sucked the life out of everything, every little bit of enjoyment in your life. And the Falcons don't really do that. They do it in the Super Bowl sometimes when they're up twenty-eight to three. But it, it's good. I think it it sort of secures him. I think it's good for Calvin Ridley too because. When you have everybody looking at Julio Jones, you're gonna get open. It's good for everybody. Matt Ryan's future. It's it's good all around for the Falcons. Good for him. Get 97 percent guaranteed. You couldn't just go the extra three percent, Falcons. You couldn't you couldn't just give him the whole hundred percent.
0: He's, he's got to work for something. Sing for nah, his, sing for a supper, I guess. Um, no, I agree. Th- th- this is great news. Like if you're a contender, or you're like on the verge of contending. Maybe last year you finished in the final four. Something like that. You can feel good about keeping him on your roster for a couple of years. And this is great selling news if you're on a rebuild or you're just like, man, I don't have the tools that it takes. With this 2020 draft class coming out, I mean, there are literally, I was looking over some rookies, which are, I guess, soon to be rookies, the 2020 class there are at least 20, 24 guys, first and second round picks. And I love the 2021 class. I mean, that's Jerry's. I know it's got Ron, Ron, Rondell Moore from Purdue. Rondell, yeah. Uh, you know, if you're in Superflex leagues, you're going to have Trevor, Trevor Lawrence in 2021. If you can get a 2021, a 2020, some kind of pick package as a rebuilder for Julio, this is your sell window. Hey, man, I'm not selling you a depreciated asset. You don't have to wonder where Julio is going to be in three years. He's going to be right there in Hotlanta and – We're not going to talk much about Larry Fitzgerald tonight, but look at the career arc of a guy like Larry Fitzgerald who's still playing. You know, maybe Julio does slow down. Maybe they move him to the slot and they move Calvin Ridley to the outside. Who knows? There's a lot of possibilities, but this is both good for current owners, whether you're going to use him to try to win a ship or you're in the rebuild mode and you're looking to sell him to a potential contender. So uh, that's some great Dynasty news. The next bit of news is not really for Dynasty, but it was one of those, uh, Jerry, we call that a rider downer. You're familiar? That is
1: exactly what we call those.
0: This right here is what Jerry and I are going to tell you is don't start limited players with muscle injuries, i.e. Robbie Anderson and Stephon Diggs. Now, I know what you're going to say, but but Memphis, Stephon Diggs is a star, right, Jerry?
1: That's what they say.
0: You're going to be a star. Yeah, he was a wide receiver one last year. I think he was the wide receiver 12, if I remember. Guys, you know, Matthew Berry, you know, and, and I was dumb enough to start him. I told Jerry this story before we hit the record button had a co-worker who knows I'm, you know, big into the fantasy football, and he messaged me on Sundays at my son's baseball game. He's like, hey, should I start Stephon Diggs or Sammy Watkins? Oh I was like, boy. man, it's close because Diggs is limited. I was like, I, I I, think that game could be a shootout, so I'm going to go Diggs. Yeah, so much. I'm just done. If I've got anything remotely close, and Robbie Anderson, I already had him out of my lineups. So I love Robbie, but he had a calf injury and in a tough matchup against uh, Tredavious White. Man, if a guy's limited and you've got better options, don't be afraid to bench a guy like that. And you know what? The odds of him blowing up, which could happen, are much more limited. Would you agree, Jerry?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough for Stephon Diggs just because you may not have better options. But Robbie Anderson, I do think you should because he should have gone a little bit later. But I started Stephon Diggs, too, and I got that, that wonderful excitement that I got out of that.
0: Uh, I lost to Stephon Diggs in one league and I won with Stephon Diggs in another. That was my only uh uh pros and cons to Mr. Diggs. Uh Antonio Brown. I don't oh, even I, I don't understand. even I don't even know where to begin, so I'm gonna make this quick. He was a raider. He threatened to whip uh Mike Mayock's ass, called him a cracker. Which he he would whoop his ass. But. Oh, I, I, but Mike Mayock ain't no bitch. I mean he he, <laughs> yeah. he, he 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 he's tougher than you think. And Mike Mayock, you know he he didn't back down. He didn't cower. No. Nope. But after uh, some Instagram shenanigans, I, I actually changed one of my team names. It was in that picture of the fine letter that they sent him. The devil is a lie. I said that's the motto for 2019. The fantasy football. The devil is a lie. And, and then uh, they ultimately cut him on Saturday morning. And what do you know? I said there's no way the Patriots will sign him, but they do. And then, and this came on literally before Jerry and I record, he is being accused of rape in Florida, where he resides in the off season. Three separate incidents of rape and sexual assault. I mean, Mr. Big Checks, Mr. Big Chest, Mr. Blonde Mustache, uh, Jerry. From a dynasty perspective, what are you doing?
1: Selling. So, I mean, you might have missed your shot, unfortunately, but. We just sold him in the league that we have a Debbie league in last week. See, took the opportunity. And you know what? Randy took the opportunity. You know, shit or get off the pot is what they say. Randy took that opportunity. Uh, Get what you can. Do you think he's playing? Do you think? And if he does, how long do you think they're going to deal with this? Now, you know, now I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. Sorry, I'm just going to do this whole conversation myself, Randy. You know, you have to think. That the Patriots knew, right? I mean, this is Bill frickin' Belichick. Do you really think he's going to sign him without knowing something?
0: You know, I I don't know. I know from what I've read and heard uh, in other shows, Bill Belichick is enamored with Antonio Brown. You know how Bill Belichick likes to take away your best player. He did it on Sunday night to Juju. I mean, Juju had like 13 points. It was mostly... You know yardage and, and receptions. I mean, he was blanketed for for lack of better term, he he was out of that. He tried doing that to Antonio Brown a couple of times, and he still put up like 176 yards against the Patriots. From what I've read and heard, Bill Belichick just loves this guy. I I don't know. Um, I don't know if if, if he can handle it, if he's a work. But I I, I want to keep this just to Dynasty, so we can move on to the next story. To Jerry's point, we sold. It's a debbie We set a Devy depleted third round pick. We sent Antonio Brown and Alexander Madison back up running back from the Vikings. And in return, we got Mike Williams from the Chargers. We got Jacoby Brissett, who we already had Andrew Luck on this roster, so we needed Brissett to get our you know three QBs back. So we got Mike Williams, Brissett, and Daryl Henderson, who I still believe will have a role if you listen to that Patreon You'll uh, you have a better understanding of how I feel about rookie running backs. I'm happy to be to be gone with Mister Big Checks. We'll talk yeah, more and, about and Jacoby,
1: young young good touchdown machine. I'll take yeah. him when you're sweating Antonio Brown week in week out. No thank
0: you. Well, we just brought up the perfect segue because our next story uh, takes us back to L. A. with the Chargers. Uh, I tell you what, Austin Eckler making life difficult for Melvin Gordon. What did you make of that performance?
1: Woo! <laughs> I got this trophy next to me, Randy. Right here, this guy, right here.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Guess who
1: my RB two was?
0: Was was that Austin Eckler?
1: Austin Eckler, baby. Here's the thing about that league, Randy. Now it's a standard scoring. It's the it's the Kyle August of the FFL's specialty. I started Lamar Jackson, Austin Eckler, Sammy Watkins, and TJ Hawkinson, the top scoring quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. I have never, ever, ever done anything like that so it was a very good week to say the least but what do I make of it this is exactly like James Conner and Le'Veon Bell last year these running backs are replaceable this is why we always say you don't have leverage here's the other question that I got to follow up for you what does this do for the 2020 running back class that we're so excited about Melvin will end up somewhere
0: I see that's exactly what I think I, I think for Melvin Gordon I think this could be addition by subtraction. I th- I think in the short term he's not good. I think that deal that LA has allegedly already pulled off the table for him is going to be completely off the table and they'll let him walk. As a yeah. matter of fact, if if I'm Tom Telesco and Anthony Lynn, I think Anthony Lynn's the head coach of the Chargers, I didn't write that down. Top of my head, but if I'm I'm those guys, I'm totally cool with Melvin Gordon coming in week 8. Fresh legs, we want to win up. We want to win playoff games. We're going to have to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Raiders looked better. I have no problem with that, and then you just let him walk, and because you know the, the the NFL does not have like a like a sign and trade like the NBA, they can't franchise him and then try to sign and trade him. That's not how it works in in the NFL. But if Austin Eckler stays healthy and continues to ball out, you know the NFL trade deadline's are right around Halloween. So if, if a major running back goes down, if a uh, knock on wood, but if a Zeke were to go down, or you know, like a big stud on a playoff contender. I could see someone reaching out and saying, hey, I know you want a first, but we'll gladly give you a second. That Austin Eckler kid looks awful good. So uh, just to keep on there, from Melvin Gordon's standpoint, you can't do anything with Dynasty. You're just going to hold and, and be yeah. cool. And uh, Austin Eckler is just a win because if he continues to play this well, he'll be the RB1 in, in uh, L.A. next year. And I, I don't think it's so much Melvin Gordon makes the job. I think the job makes Melvin Gordon not yeah, that yeah. melvin gordon's not talented so uh this, hold on before we sure. move
1: on this is my thing is you know austin eckler is going to take this job melvin gordon or eckler will take another job next year you know we've seen levy on move on we got james Conner in pittsburgh these are just less opportunities
0: for these 2020 running backs if we, oh, if we sorry. Keep seeing i sorry i these, ignored you
1: that's not very nice i know i, uh, I didn't mean but, oh, so 2020s so
0: there'll be plenty of jobs there always so? there always are you know I thought this about quarterbacks last year, you know, but th- there there's always going to be a job, you know. I thought Rosen could go into Miami and and a, and hold a job. He can't, so there's a job, and I feel the same. I still I feel the same way for running backs. So, um, we'll, we'll burn that bridge as we get closer. But no, I mean, the, the, what's the kid's name in Wisconsin? Taylor, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. He, he's a beast um and there's tons there's guys that we hadn't even talked about from 2020 that are popping up everywhere this Chubba guy Chubba Hubbard yeah I mean there are tons of guys so um hang on to your 2020 picks and we'll talk more about that in January February Uh, this is just a little quick hitter I'm going to talk more about this guy later in the show Tyler Higbee designed a new extension in LA to be the tight end uh he had four Catches on five targets for 20 yards and a touchdown. I'll talk more about why uh, I like him later. So we'll save that one, Jerry. And this Kansas City backfield situation. What what'd you make of that?
1: Ooh, the headache we thought it was gonna be, bud.
0: See, I, I, I took mean, I took it differently. I thought I wrote down we were all right. Whether you were whether whether you were on. <laughs> I mean, we were all sort of right. Yeah, we we were all fractionally right. Whether you liked Damian Williams or whether you liked uh, Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy got the rushing work. Damian Williams got the passing work and the touchdown. There was one, I think, one touch for Darwin Thompson. This is is exactly best-case scenario. And that was against a really good defense.
1: Yeah, and I think, so it ended up being Damian got 19 touches, Shady got 11. Now, Shady was more productive with his, so I think it'll even out a little bit, so... But if, you know, if Damon Williams is going to score a touchdown and save you week in and week out, you just plug that boy in and be happy. I think both of them are certainly startable until further notice. And I think you sort of be pretty confident about it because that defense is not good. And it, that it, offense is still very good. I still and think not that, everybody's going to go Sammy Watkins. Sorry, Randy. But, you know, Sammy Watkins is not going to get 200 yards and three touchdowns every week. So he, what, he, those guys you would think would – catch some of that. Sorry. He's I hate not? to uh, burst your bubble. As that hurts my feelings. Started him.
0: He's not going to get 3,200 yards receiving this year?
1: Uh, well, he should. The talent says he, he's,
0: so. He, he's not going to get 48 touchdowns this year?
1: Well, let's not go that far. He won't get 3,200. He might get 48 touchdowns.
0: Uh, uh, all right. Well, I, here's what I'm doing. Um, you talked about that 2020 class. You're looking at the landing spot for one of them. Shady McCoy is 31 years old. Damian Williams is a journeyman jag. But you know what? I think everybody wanted to get the one bell cow out of Kansas City because you were licking your chops thinking, hey, I'm going to get the next Kareem Hunt. You know yeah. what? Whether you've got Hyde, I'm just going to hide. He's in uh, Houston. Houston. But, but whether you've got McCoy or whether you've got Williams, you've got an RB2. You got a you got you got you got an RB2 and last time I checked, those are damn useful in dynasty fantasy football and any kind of fantasy football. So again, same thing as we we kind of mentioned earlier with Julio. If you're a contender, keep them and use them. Get through the bye weeks or, or whatever. And if you're not, this is a great opportunity to go out and get a 2022 from one of these two guys. Hey, you know what? He's got a role. Um, let me get that draft pick. And just build up your war chest of 2020 picks. Trust me, with the QBs coming out, the wide receivers coming out, the running backs, so much talent. So um, that is the news, Jerry. Anything to add before we start talking about some of the injuries?
1: No, I said let's uh, let's get into the, the good news of fantasy football.
0: Bum, 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 bum. So I broke these down into three categories, um, and we'll try to put a little dynasty spin on these. The first one's not too bad. Uh, Greg Olson, limited with a back. And this first group is guys that I think will probably play this week, but it's just something to keep an eye on. And I'm going to hit you with a name to uh, that's not going to make the bargain bin, but a name to remember all the same. Greg Olson, limited with a back. Definitely want to watch that up to game time. He's the Thursday night game, which is nice if he doesn't go. You, you can pivot if you're in a redraft league. You can go to Ian Thomas. I mean, this is not that bad. Um, and one thing I will say about the tight end, I was looking for – a place to work this in. The tight end position is back. I covered this on my guest spot on the Dynasty Happy Hour on Monday. Man, with with guys like uh, Waller, my boy Austin Hooper, uh, we saw Jerry's boy T.J. Hawkinson, Evan Ingram. I mean, there were several. Vernon Davis. I'm talking about the younger guys. You know, Chris Hearn, Mark Andrews was a beast. You know, you start start looking. I mean, the tight end position, it it finally feels like you are not – Hamstrung, no, no, no pun intended, as we're in the injury segment, but you are not hamstrung if you don't have one of the big three. If you don't have Ertz, Kittle, or Kelsey in the past, last past couple of two, three years, you're in a real bad spot. But now, man, if if you've got some of these young and up and comers, and I'm in a league where I've got I drafted Hawkinson, and I've got Zach Ertz on the bench, I'm going to look for a sell high window on Zach Ertz and move on. I'm ready to pivot to Hawkinson but anyway we'll talk about tight ends later on down the road but uh, Greg Olson's back keep an eye on that Juju like toward the tail end of the game he hobbled off the the uh, the field with a toe coach uh, Mike Tomlinson you know he's he said he's optimistic Juju will play I think Juju will play he's a gamer Uh, Dontrell Hilliard uh, in my opinion the third down pass catching back in Cleveland he left with a concussion but if he does not play remember the name he he's a bonus bargain bin guy De Ernest Johnson came in, had a couple of—I think he had two targets and one catch or something like that. But that would be the guy who would come in and spell Nick Chubb. Uh, Sterling Shepard also in the concussion protocol, and then Joe Mixon left that game with an ankle, but it sounds like he could play as soon as this week. Any of these injuries of, of the first pile concern you?
1: I mean, not—you just got to keep an eye on it. It's I, Mixon does a little bit, but yeah, Mixon no, and Juju's are like studs. Angles. Especially when you're Joe Mixon and you're you're a dude that's out there all the time. But Joe, that's the one that I'm keeping my eye on. That uh, Thursday, Friday, keep those little hoes on it.
0: The, the nice thing about you know issues like toes and ankles is that if they go, they go. The, yeah. the, the they, they should be fine. It's not like hamstrings, groins, calves, digs, yeah. soft tissue. Diggs is going
1: to be a pain in the neck for the next couple oh of weeks, man. I,
0: I I could kick myself in the ass for drafting him in a league. I've got one share, and I know better. I know I, I love Stefan Diggs, but this is the headache of owning Stefan Diggs. So anyway, I don't want to go down a Stefan Diggs rabbit hole because I will, and that's a threat. I certainly will. I will pull this car over, and I will talk about Stefan Diggs for 30 minutes, but I'm going to digress and move on to uh, the multiple-week injury guys. These are guys that didn't go on short-term IR, which is eight weeks. These are guys that are in that, you know, I guess when I hear multiple, that's at least two. And if they're not on short-term IR, that's less than eight. So we'll call these guys two- to seven-week injuries. You got Tevin Coleman with a high ankle sprain. Kiki QT, who was actually hurt in the preseason, he's still dealing with his high ankle sprain. The really bummer was Darius Geis, you know, messed up his meniscus. Uh, Has not been determined whether or not he needed surgery. But I feel bad for that kid. If he has to have surgery, think back to a few years ago when AP messed up his meniscus. And he missed, like, almost the entire season. If, I, think, mm-hmm. I think he maybe, maybe played, like, the last couple of games that year. Uh, Will Disley, you know, messed up his knee again. We'll, we'll know more about that uh, as practice reports come out on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then Tyreek Hill dislocated his collarbone, clavicle area. It's a three- to five-week injury. Uh, Danny Amendola had a very similar injury back in 2012, and he missed four games. So, so there's your your best case scenario is three to four games with uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill is the the bi- the biggest impact here to your weekend week in, week out roster. Um, but, but any of these stand out to you? I think you're a Geis guys guy.
1: I am a Geist guy, and it rips my heart out. But what are you going to say? He hasn't played. He's he's it's a bummer, man. To play in two football games and he's been hurt in two football games what are you doing in dynasty do you have any guys I, I don't if you do okay hypothetically what are you doing
0: I, I'm holding I mean if if you saw right now so so you had just the, the arrow was just turning back up you know he had been down he had had the ACL surgery he had had complications he was v- limited in the preseason then all of a sudden bang he I think he had 10 10 or so touches in that third preseason game looked great he looked so good that you know the head coach said he was going to get the majority of the, of the touches. Yep. You know yeah, they, that's they, why it sucks though. They, they they deactivate Adrian Peterson for game one. You know his arrow was and you and he was looking for a big game, and then you know he finished ten rushes for eighteen yards, couple of catches, which was nice to see. Yeah. It's just a bummer. It's just a bummer, and you're going to have to sit and wait because again. A vulture like me, sorry, I'm just being honest, I'm not going to give you. I'm like, going to be like, because you're going to start negotiate with me, I'm going to be like, look, dude, this guy's always injuring him. You're trying to sell me a bill of goods. Mm-hmm. Get the hell out of here. I'll, I'll I'll give you 50% of face value. You can write it off as a loss, and we'll move on down the road.
1: But at least you'll get something. Correct. But here's the thing about Tyreek Hill. It's going to be Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey just eating. And actually, this could be good for the running backs, too, you know, seeing more more in the passing game, going to
0: rely on that a little bit more too. Uh, I like McCole Hardman. And Don't be afraid. Okay. Don't be. Afraid. I mean, McCole Hardman and is more of the fill in for Tyreek Hill than I, Sammy Watkins. I absolutely agree. No, but no, I, I think I just feel Sammy. Like he
1: knows Sammy a little bit better, so I think he'll he'll sort of lean that way. But I see where you're coming from. Well, and I like it. Let,
0: let, let's do this. Let's take Tyreek Hill's hypothetical ten targets in a game. Okay, so. I think Mahomes is still going to throw those 10 attempts. But I think five additional will go to Sammy. So let's say he was getting seven. He may bump up to 12. But McCole Hardman, who may have had zero to one or two, may bump up to to one to seven or something like. Two to seven. You know, somewhere in that neighborhood.
1: You know, depending when you took him, when you drafted your rookie drafts, you may have taken that dude in the first round. So you are thrilled to at least see that dude get on the field.
0: A hundred... Percent uh, and these last uh, handful of guys are on IR. I think a couple of them are done for. The, I think Devin Funchess is done for the season. I think he's on IR, IR, as in done. Uh, n- no love lost for me. I'm a Colts fan. Uh, this this was your last sell high window for for him. You know you were hoping you were going to get the Andrew Luck bu- Andrew Luck bump. You didn't get that. He dropped an easy two passes on Sunday no, He did wow. yeah I, I thought of you instantly when, when he ricocheted one off his hands and then Nick Foles super flex owners everywhere uh I think I, th- I think he's on the one designated to return uh Jerry did you get burnt by the one these two guys
1: I would never get burnt by Devin Funches, but I had I had some some Nick Foles shares uh What's weird is I actually have Gardner Minshew in a few leagues. Got lucky in some leagues that I did not have good quarterbacks in. So that hopefully works out. And he played good. He played pretty good. I didn't watch it. I saw the box score. I'm going to be honest. But he looked like he did all right. And they, I mean, they let him throw the ball.
0: I'm going to give you a sneak peek, but we're going to head to overreaction theater here in just a bit uh, where we're going to talk. At least I'm going to talk about quarterback preseason pass attempts. Did you know Gardner Minshew attempted 96 preseason pass attempts? So you know he had some work in the preseason. Uh, they traded for Josh Dobbs. They gave up a fifth round, yeah, I a fifth that. or a seventh in twenty twenty one to acquire Josh Dobbs from the Steelers. But I think that's just backup. So yeah, that's your, you had to get somebody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of weird to give up draft capital, but yeah, whatevs. I mean, I'm just just I mean, move Dobbs on. Dobbs
1: has been okay as far as a backup's concerned.
0: All uh, right, well, if you say so. All right, so, so before we get into stock up, stock down, I, I want to hit some young studs real quick and some guys that I was excited about. Uh, Waller, the tight end from Oakland. Yeah, buddy. Caught seven of eight targets for 70 yards. Looked great. And speak of catching seven of eight targets, uh, Cortland Sutton for 120 yards. And he had one called back. He had a 43 or 48 yarder called back for penalty uh, as well. Josh Jacobs in that same game. 85 yards on the ground, 23 attempts, two TDs. I'd like to see just a, a, a teeny bit more involved in the passing game, but beggars cannot be choosers if you're, if you're owning uh, rookie uh, running backs. And this is not where I was right. We're going to get into that also later in the show.
1: Hold on, hold on. Ready, ready?
0: Uh-huh. It's TJ Hawkinson. Six six receptions, 131 yards and a touchdown. And I'm just going to give that the old I told you so, Jerry. Terry McLaren, my fave. Uh, he's my 2019 Cooper Cup. That's the older wide receiver that I just can't get enough of. Five for 131 in a TD, and it should have been two. I don't Jeez. know how I don't, I don't. know how Case Keenum overthrows a guy with 4'3 speed, but he did. He sure <laughs> did. Or it would have been another one. And then the other one that was kind of weird was DJ Chark. He's a second-year yeah. guy. Four for 146 and a touchdown. So, Jerry, out of all those young guys, Waller, Sutton, Jacobs, Hawkinson, Terry McLaren, and DJ Chark, who are you most excited about?
1: Hock hark, hock hark, hocking on heaven's door. Come on, you. Know that, that that is My the man. worst
0: thing. I, I I don't edit, but I might have to. <laughs> oh, because because <laughs> because I, I was the gonna. Of
1: the angels don't I, lie to these people.
0: I I, I like it because I was gonna hit with a little bit of, a little rap verse. Wanna be a Waller, <laughs> <laughs> shot caller. So I, I I love I love it when young guys show out. It's it's not going to be consistent yet. You're not getting. You know, Devontae Adams-type consistency, where last year he was double-digit PPR points every game. But it's exciting, man. This is why we play Dynasty football. We get these guys young. You watch them come up on your roster. But uh, speaking of young guys coming up on your roster, Jerry, you ready to do some stock up, stock down?
1: Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Um, These are guys that are currently outside the top 100 of Dynasty ADP per per FantasyData.com. And uh, I I, uh, I stole a fringe guy, Austin Eckler, 104 per uh, Dynasty ADP startup uh, per FantasyData.com. Dude, I, I, th- I think even if Gordon comes back, he was useful last year. He was the RB27. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to have standalone value. You can use him. Yeah, he's not going to have 39 PPR points every single week and three touchdowns. But that's a good offense, man. That's a good Good offense. I don't love the offensive line because the Colts were in Phillip Rivers' grill a lot on Sunday. But that is my stock up. And I'm going to let you talk about your uh, your stock up guy.
1: Love the Eckler call. Mine's Matt Breida. If you have listened to the Dynasty War Zone at all this offseason, what have we been saying?
0: I, Brita. I, Matt Breida, buy the cheap. And, and I've heard this from other people. I know Matt Kelly, um, the, the pod father, he always says this You know, if you have these convoluted backfields, just buy the cheapest option. And I agree 100%. Shout that out to Matt Kelly.
1: Not, you know, you're not getting the, the bus that you invested higher amounts in. If he is a bus, you paid the cheaper price. And here's the thing. Bye, Tevin Coleman. Jerick McKinnon. See ya. Bye, homie. This, I mean, this is going to be the Matt Breida show. And, you know, he got banged up. But guess what, Randy? That's what Matt Breida does. And Matt Breida doesn't miss time. He's, he's like, like Wolverine. He yeah, gets knocked down. <laughs> he gets hurt. That's perfect. I can't even match that. He, he,
0: he <laughs> gets hurt. He pops right back up. Runs back on the field. LaShawn McCoy used to do this all right. the time. You know, you'd you'd have to hold your collective breath for a second. You're like, oh, and then like the next player too. Just nerd on it, and he yeah, he just he just shuffles back out there. No, I, we we loved Matt Breda here. Uh, not the most durable guy, and I don't see him on either one of our bargain bin. But I I saw Raheem Mostert in like four of my mm-hmm. nine dynasty leagues. So if Raheem Mostert's out there, he's going to be the number two, and he's going to get work. Yeah, going to get, and he, he's going to be a solid play. Uh, he's the number one. If you do ESPN leagues like I do for redraft, if you go to do pickups, he's the number two pickup this week behind Adrian Peterson. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and to think that he's available in dynasty leagues, mm, outside of the fact that he broke his forearm last year, he, he was pretty pretty solid. So my stock, my stock down guy, uh, I'm going to go on a mini tantrum. So, Jerry, if you, if you need to go get a coffee, if you know if you need to go get a coffee, maybe use the restroom, walk the dog, here goes. Corey Davis. Zero – Point zero. I, I was belittled. I was I was attacked, mercilessly. Uh, you know, taken advantage of by Corey Davis truthers all off season. I just want to clap in the microphone, but I'm not going to do it. He's not a wide receiver one. I got news for you guys. I don't care if he was drafted in the top five of the NFL draft. He's a lot more Laquan Treadwell than he is Julio Jones. He's a lot more. Devontae Parker, than he is Odell Beckham Jr., all right? A real alpha, uh, 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 I don't mean like a diva like Antonio Brown, I mean an alpha would walk in that quarterback room and he would ask Marcus Mariota, what the hell, dude? I'm the number one in this offense. He would go talk to the offensive coordinator. I would expect him to be a professional, but if that was me, I'd be pissed off. I'd be more than pissed off. I'd be like, look, I, I don't have to get it all, but I'd like to get something. Can, can I have a target? And I know he was guarded by Denzel Ward, who's one of the best young cover corners in the league. That's not my problem, Corey. If you want to be an alpha, you want to be a top five drafted player. You know what? It takes more than cash and top five drafted checks. I am jealous of that. Not gonna lie. But step your game up, man. I I, I don't know, I'm gonna tell you guys to do with him in Dynasty, because if you own him, you probably love him, and you probably think I'm batshit crazy. But I'm not. I'm right. You know, people will tell you who they are. Um, we, we're we not going to talk much about John Ross. There's your third-year breakout. He came out and took advantage of his opportunity with uh, A.J. Green not being out. This frustrates the hell out of me. I'm done with Corey Davis. He's 125. The next game that he has a good a good performance, sell him. Or find the guy. Every every league has a Corey Davis truther. Jerry, am I lying?
1: No. <laughs> every- you know damn well you're not.
0: He, who, who will still probably give you 75, 80 cents on the dollar for this guy. Cash out. If he blows up later in his career, cool beans. You know what? Save your sanity. Save your peace of mind and move on down the road from, uh, from Corey Davis. Uh, Jerry, who is your stock down?
1: Uh, this is not my person, but if you want, you could go try and get A.J. Brown, who had three catches for 100 yards in the exact same offense.
0: Uh, You're not going to. I haven't actually several AJ Brown chairs because he dropped in rookie drafts because of that landing spot. And you'll pry him out of my cold, dead
1: fingers. (laughs) Uh, My stock down guy is a guy that's like, you know, sort of like Corey Davis in the aspect that uh, everybody really loved him and he sucked and he never died. And they keep bringing him up and bringing him up. And that is Dante Moncrief.
0: Moncrief it's dude he had 10 targets the other day 10 yeah. I, I needed him in the world famous goat league what we call the og league that's the one qb uh and then you start eight other position players so nine total starters and he dropped a touchdown he, he don't get me started on moncrief what else do you hate about moncrief
1: what do you mean other than the seven yards I, you got I, seven
0: i mean it's seven more than Corey davis
1: Yeah, yeah. no, that's awful.
0: He said, Corey Davis, I will see your zero yards and raise you seven. I will
1: will raise you this nickel. God, no, that's that's pitiful. Because, you know, you want the wide receiver two in Pittsburgh because they've been historically great to fantasy owners. I got news for you. Dante Moncrief, listen, you got ten targets, and opportunity is king in this game. If you have feet for hands... You can't catch the ball. You can't help my team. Dante Moncrief, you crawl into whatever hole you came from and stop peeking your little nose out. You just stay down there in irrelevance, Phil.
0: As much as I would love to move my two remaining one I inherited on an orphan, but my two remaining Dante Moncrief shares for anything. I'm just at the point to where for my big Ben shares, I'm more like, you know, bench this jabroni and mm-hmm. let, let let let's get Deontay, the the third round rookie. And let's get James Washington out there. Let's just see what they can do. So listen, before Jerry and I's blood pressure gets any more boiling over these guys, we're going to take a little break and hear uh, hear a word from our friends over at Trophy Smack. So let's see what they have for us. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today and not only will you get the best trophies in the game today you can get a free championship ring up to a 59.99 value by entering in the promo code dwz ring you pick out your trophy which one do you like you put it in the cart you add the ring to the cart you add the promo code dwz ring makes the ring free and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code D W Z ring. and let's have a big season. All right, thanks to the homies over at trophysmack.com, we have lots of homies here, uh, thanks to them, uh, Jerry. You ready to go to a little overreaction theater? Because there's a lot of it from week one.
1: Oh yes, there is.
0: I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you go to overreaction theater. I'm gonna let you go first. What What, what do you want to talk about?
1: Let's talk about wide receivers. All right. I mean, we talked about Diggs breaking our hearts. No, that's a little injury related. Juju sorta did the same thing. I mean, he didn't do terribly. Devontae Adams didn't do you any any good. Mike Evans didn't do you any good. These are all dudes you took extremely early. I'm not going to go crazy. These are still supremely talented people. And as bad as Jameis was, Jameis will still throw the rock a ton. Mike Evans will be fine. Mike Evans has dealt with this situation his whole time. He is still the guy that's going to tear it up for you.
0: And Mike, in, in fairness to Mike Evans, he was sick. He he had the real bad flu on Friday. And no if you,
1: excuse. Michael Jordan told me that.
0: Yeah, yeah but that's basketball. <laughs> get, the, get, the, get the Get the hell. Get the hell out of here. My, my 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 man was wheezing and gasping on the sidelines. I no, you know, it was like ninety degrees in Tampa. It was probably a hundred oh, like yeah. and seven percent humidity. Like trying to. Hurricane
1: just went through there. It was probably so humid.
0: It was it was probably like trying to breathe through like a wet washcloth. <laughs>
1: I think they call that waterboarding.
0: Yeah, I I think that's probably how he felt. And imagine having the flu on top of that and how icky you feel. These guys, I mean, get a pass. I mean, the the Bears' defense is no joke. No. You know, Diggs was hurt. Juju, you knew Bill Belichick was going to take Juju away. And he still did
1: pretty good. And, and, yeah, he still got you like
0: 13. He had like, was it either 6 for 70 or 7 for 60, something like that. He didn't kill you. 13 13 PPR points did not kill you. Get off uh, Juju's ass. And then Mike Evans was sicker than a dog. And, you know, the fact that he was out there, you can't bench your studs.
1: Don't trade Sammy Watkins, is what I'm saying. Don't, yeah, don't trade not don't, for don't, Sammy don't, don't, be,
0: don't be a knucklehead after week one. And I'm glad Jerry brought that up, because Jerry and I, we're, we're trying to help you not make mistakes. That's what the Dynasty Warzone's all about. Because we've made them, so uh, we
1: want to we let we, you know we, what not to do.
0: It's, 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 a great, it's a great line from the movie Rounders. Jerry and I are both poker fans, and this movie is great, and it's Joey Kinish. He's like, man, I put together the playbook for you based off my bad beats. And that's what we're trying to do. Jerry and I are trying to put together a playbook for you guys based off our bad beats, mistakes we've made, mistakes that we're still making, so you don't have to make the same mistakes as us. you know. And I'm not overreacting to these quarterbacks. Everybody's out here brutalizing Mitch Trubisky, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. Carson Wentz was bailed out by uh, D-Jax just balling out of control because mm. Wentz looked like poop the first half of that game. I couldn't believe they came back. And and Phillip Rivers looked okay, but he didn't look great. I think Phillip Rivers was bailed out. I think his stat line was bailed out by uh, Austin Eckler. So, I mean, and and I think Rivers, not excuse me, I think Wentz was the only one that was spectacular. Do you know what Wentz, Rivers, Rogers, Trubisky, and Golf all have in common, Jerry? What is that? They all attempted zero passes in the preseason. Zero. Zip. Rusty, man. Yeah, man. You know, and, and and on top of that, Goff played the Carolina Panthers. One, he's a West Coast player, going east, 1 o'clock start time. Never a, does good. A, ne, opening day crowd a, against, you know, a good Carolina defense. You know, Aaron Rodgers in Chicago on the opening Thursday night game against that Bears defense. Guys, chill. This is the modern-day NFL. Sean McVay laid this out for quarterbacks. That's what they do. And and here's a couple other guys, just to, not that it matters for Nick Foles now, but Nick Foles, Derek Carr, and Drew Brees all attempted less than ten passes. Brees attempted six, and Nick Foles, I'm, I'm sorry, and Derek Carr attempted two. So if these guys and, and Carr looked fine and, and, and he worked his way into it, but there's gonna be a two to three week, you know, ramp up period for these guys. The Patriots have done this for years. Now Tom Brady looked sharp. But Russell Jer- Wilson, too. I
1: feel like Russell usually yeah. struggles, and then you get to the meat of the season, and then he wins you your championship.
0: That that That's exactly right. So so Jerry's telling you not to overreact to these stud-wide receivers who didn't have a great game. And I'm telling you, the, the quarterbacks, they're fine. Even Trubisky will come around. And I'm looking right now, because people are so down on him from a dynasty standpoint, I'm swooping in. I, I am swooping in, and if I can move a... a uh, a 2022 20 for Mitch Trubisky. I mean, people are that down. I've seen some crazy ass trades in oh, yeah. super that, flexes.
1: That's what happens in these primetime games. That's why everybody hates Kirk Cousins because he sucks in the primetime games, and everyone goes, Oh, nope, he's poop because everyone's talking about him being bad. This is That's graduate level stuff, Randy. Love it.
0: Yeah, so uh, I like to call about primetime as well because you're right. Everybody did see it, and we all think that Tom Brady's a league winner because it was in Sunday night. We were all nestled in on our little couches watch, watching that game, and Tom Brady looked like a million dollars. So, so don't let the, the bright lights of primetime, and we all got to see every single snap of it, fool you. Uh, th- there's a lot more behind the scenes going on. So Jerry and I like to. This is this is actually one of my favorite segments of the show. This is where we look back and uh, where we were right and where we were wrong. So I'm going to victory lap it, but I got a bonus one, Jerry. Cleveland Browns. I warned you all off season. I was the Browns pessimist. I told you. I said about a million times this Tennessee defense was the third best scoring defense in the league last year, and. Uh, You heard Delaney Walker say it, and if you haven't heard the the Delaney Walker quote, find it. It is hilarious. He's like, you know what? They were all gassed up. At the end of the day, you still got to play football. And I told Jerry before we hit record, if I'm a defensive coordinator playing the Browns, I'm finding that picture of the preseason of Baker pretending like he's a photographer taking a picture. And I'm having, I don't know, how many defensive players are on the average roster, Jerry?
1: I mean, no idea. 26?
0: There, there would be one in every defensive yeah. player's. I was like, I'm like, this guy wants to do this to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want this guy to embarrass you? No. You're no longer the 0 and 16 Cleveland Browns. You're getting everybody's best shot. And you know what? It's only been one game, so I'm not going to overreact to that. But you know what? This is what happened to the Jaguars last year. They had a great 2017. They were going to come in here. I had uh, people uh, picking the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl last year. You know? Just work on winning games, you know. Just, just work on winning games. But, but where I was right, and I, I want to focus on, is my Colts. I told you. I, I told you all off season. I watched the Instagram, so you didn't have to. I listened to the local sports talk guys, so you don't have to. Uh, th- th- this is not the the twenty seventeen Colts. They've got an A plus coach, a great offensive line, great weapons. Uh, and Jacoby Brissett, so far, Jerry, remember one of my bold my bold takes was Jacoby Brissett was going to score more points than Jimmy GQ. I am correct through one week of the NFL season, but no, T.Y.'s fine. He had 11 targets, uh, he had 8 catches, 80 some odd yards, 2 TDs, now he's not going to get two, TT, 2 TDs every game, but that catch volume is going to be there. His catch volume may even go up with Devin Funchess being hurt. And remember the name Dion Kane. I've been talking about Deion Kane since he became a Colt because I saw him last year blowing up here in uh, Indianapolis on social media, and I talked about him all off season. Uh, I'm taking a big old week one victory lap on these Indianapolis Colts. What about you, Jerry? Where are you victory lapping us?
1: It, well, I, w- I want to talk about the Browns and yours because I like the Colts pick because I, I agree. I, now I sort of thought they would take a little bit more of a step back and it would be the Marlon Mack show. He did great. Everybody did pretty good. Um As far as the Browns, here's the thing. Browns fans, I'm a Lions fan. I feel your pain. Like, I know what you're going through. And you set yourself up for this. You drank too much Kool-Aid, and now you're getting hit in the face by the disappointment brick. It's something I've been hit by so many times. I'm going (sighs) to write
0: that down, Jerry. Disappointment brick. Got it. Write write her down.
1: when When you root for these fan bases and these cultures that just do not have a culture of winning, and then you're surprised when you find ways to lose or tie when you're up by 18 points in the fourth quarter um there's a rant there's i always got to do a lion many
0: many lions rant go ahead you're 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 deserving
1: uh where was i right a couple weeks ago we were at the very end of the show and i stopped you because i wanted to talk about this guy because he's you know he does not get the press It, it was sammy watkins and now did i think he would go for almost 200 yards and three touchdowns randy no sir I did not. But I thought he was intriguing. I thought he could get, you know, 80 yards, maybe in a touchdown, something good. And now we got Tyreek Hill out, which I'm not I'm I can't take a victory lap for a Tyreek Hill injury. But Sammy Watkins where where do you think he's going to be ranked the next couple of weeks while Tyreek Hills out?
0: Oh, I I think on like the national brands like ESPN, Fox Sports, uh the the 16 no i'll bet you i'll bet you 50 bucks that he's in the top 12 uh i heard i think it was the ballers today said they would have him in like the top 5 to 10 so i i,
1: I mean I, I don't want to trust sammy that much i mean if you have him you're very happy to have him uh
0: here's your so ultimate sell sammy has, high window
1: selling him is a better option i, I mean i don't know i don't Especially know what, if he does it again or do you if own he him does it again you can get gold
0: do you own him in a in a in a redraft? I mean, excuse me, in a, in a, a dynasty? Absolutely not. I was, was going to say because I don't. Well, I, he's
1: I, like my Corey Davis. He just I, I don't I don't. Know I was on him and I, then I pivoted. I, 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 I was on both of them, but at some point I just fool me once. You know, shame I, I, on you. Fool me thirty one times. Shame on me. But
0: I I, I, st- I still stick by my motto. There's a reason why you're on your third team in in three years. Just like just like people who are on their third marriage in five, <laughs> there's there's something behind the scenes there that I don't know. So you know, good for Sammy. I I hope he has a great season. I hope he keeps uh, Patrick Mahomes and those guys uh, those guys rolling. But the the thing that I want to talk about where I was wrong, and I am uh, man enough to admit it. D. K. Metcalf. Holy cow! Does this guy look like a specimen? Um, you know, I, I compared him, I was on the Dynasty Happy Hour again, if you have it, listened, that, that dropped Monday with Tyler and Shane. And anytime you get with Shane, it's, it's a good time. Party had by all. Um, but, but DK Metcalf, his physical specimen that, that he is, reminds me of a young Mike Tyson. And they said a young Mike Tyson only had two punches. I got news for you, Jack, when they're that good. Two is all you need. That is that is all you need. So Corey Davis, you know, you mentioned Russell Wilson earlier. He attempted 20 passes. DK Metcalf got six of those 20 attempts. That's a 30% target share. I know it's one game. He caught four of those, 86 yards. This kid is a beast, and with Will Disley getting hurt, no third wide receiver stepping up. It's him and Tyler Lockett, uh, and Chris he Carson fits that
1: role so well. Like he he does, Russell man. Russell just likes to unload.
0: Just you know, run the two routes you're really, really good at, and just be really, really good at them. You know what? We can we can That's teach you. To be. We don't need you to be a polished route runner. We don't need you to be Antonio Brown in your in your first. You know, your first year. You know what? Learn the position. Continue to grow. And, dude, I was dead wrong on this guy. At least through one game, and I I think I'll be wrong on him in his career. Uh, Jerry, the guy that you're wrong on is making me kind of sad.
1: Jesus, Dante. Frickin' Pettis, man. Randy, it would be one thing if my man just struggled. He got targeted one
0: time. It was on one of his two snaps he played.
1: Yeah. One time, he Dante Moncrief does. He got seven yards. Now he
0: right, again. I'm gonna tell had, you,
1: <laughs> he did it on less. It's good, but
0: yes, seven more yards than Corey Davis. But keep going.
1: <laughs> and it, you know, I don't. I'm not sure how much better it's gonna get. Honestly, I mean let's let's look at the wide receivers and and how it how it went in San Francisco. Marquise Goodwin a target. Dante Moncrief got three. Uh, or Dante Moncrief, Marquise Goodwin. Goodness gracious, Jerry. Marquise Goodwin got three. Born got three. Debo got three. Richie James got two. Where's guess who? Guess who got all the targets? I'll give you one guess.
0: Uh, George George Kittle.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's a guy I've heard of before. That's that that's who that offense is going through. Yeah, sorry to tell everybody. And Tevin Coleman was the other guy that got another three targets. So. That's, I, sorry, Dante. I really thought you were going to be the one. How many times did I sweat in this back room yelling into this microphone about how I thought he was the wide receiver one there and he was going to be good? More than wrong again.
0: More than once, Jerry. More than once. Well, listen, let's, uh, let's, let's shuffle this thing along and get over to the bargain bin. I'm going to mention my guy real quick. And I mentioned him earlier in the news, and that's why I brought it up in the news. Tyler Higby. Tight end of the Rams. Man, the Rams last year ran 97% of their plays in 11 personnel. If you don't know what 11 personnel is, that's one tight end, three wide receivers, and a running back quarterback offensive line. But th- they're going to mix that up a lot more. And this guy had five targets the other day, caught it, caught his touchdown. I think we, as dynasty owners, all thought it was going to be Gerald Everett uh, from the 2017 class. People were saying he was going to be the Jordan Reed in this uh, in this offense, but man, it looks like a Higby is their guy. So, and, and the reason why I bring him up is because of my nine dynasty leagues, including in two of them, uh, two of the four that he's available are tight end premium leagues. I've got big bids out there on Mr. Higby, uh, and I bet you he might be out there on a wire in a league near you. Jerry, who are you uh, putting on the bargain bin this week?
1: The Debbie Darling from about 2015, Cody Latimer welcome back my friend so in the barren wasteland that is the new york giants wide receiver core cody latimer went three for 74 in week one sterling shepherds in the concussion protocol you know he should play but we'll see i mean you never know with concussions he could easily get another good role and you're getting him for nada
0: what was that a nada
1: that was a nada. A haloti nada? Not, not a haloti nada. So that's that's, a, that's, that
0: a, big, the that's a big nada. Former Detroit Lion. That's a big uh, temporary Detroit Lion. So listen, so those are our bargain bin guys. We're looking at, uh, who did you have again? I wasn't paying attention.
1: Cody, Cody Latimer.
0: Cody Latimer. Yeah, he went to IU, I think.
1: That's not the first time.
0: Yeah, I know. And then I had yeah. Tyler Hegby. All right, Jerry, let's go to Vegas, not literally. We're going to do that in the draft next year. I think that's our plan, right?
1: Yeah, buddy.
0: Yeah, man. That, and that,
1: broke in divorce, probably.
0: Um, uh, speak for yourself. All right, so so the, we, we've been doing the, the Vegas thing, and the reason why we do this is to give you over and unders to you know build those DFS rosters or make some of those back-end roster decisions. You don't need me to tell you to play Juju or to play Mike Evans, or to play uh, Zeke Elliott. Those guys are really good at football. Those should be the givens. But when you're making that third wide receiver, and we mentioned Traquan Smith, who had a 14-yard touchdown last week. We mentioned him last week. Uh, you know, Look for those high-scoring games. We talked about the, the Jaguars game. It was, you know, one of the highest over-unders on the board. If you had played DJ Chark in a DFS tournament or as like a wide receiver three or four, you probably really liked the answers to that test. So so here are a couple of games we're going to lean to real quick. Um, the three games we're leaning toward New Orleans at the LA Rams, I mean, over and under of 54, fire them all up. The Rams are a three-point favorite at home. I think Goff will play considerably better. He always plays better at home than on the road. And Mike Thomas is going to Mike Thomas, so you know maybe it's Ted Ginn who had a great game, but if if you're looking for that that cheap option, or maybe you've got some injury concerns, we just filed through some names in some of those deeper leagues where you start. That's not a bad game to look. Uh, Kansas City at Oakland, and I think Oakland can hold their own. I think Kansas uh, Kansas City was well on their way to letting Jacksonville put up big big points, and they they did anyway. And Oakland looked sharp last night. They're going to be at home again, coming off a big Monday night win. They are an eight-point underdog, but the over and under in this game is 52. I'm going to talk more about this game here in a little bit. And then the Sunday night game. Philly at Atlanta, indoors, guaranteed track meet. Carson Wentz and his offensive weapons are going up against Matt Ryan and his offensive weapons. I think this is going to be a really, really fun game. Jerry, anything on these big three games?
1: The other thing about all of those games is all of those teams had those those sort of guys that you're looking for in this really explode. I mean, you know, Traquan Smith, did good, and for the record, 3,700 on DraftKings, very cheap. Just throwing that out there. You know, it, it, there's a lot of options, a lot of options. Tyrell Williams, who uh, there's so many guys that we're going to talk about that are just oh, such values because uh, like this. this is my favorite thing. That we've ever done on the war zone because it's not something i ever did and bless your sweet angel of a heart that you have Bernie. because I, through one week it has helped me out my friend
0: yeah i mean it, it's again I, I a shameless plug for a, a guy whose show i just like rj bell out of vegas i i like his personality we're about the he's a little bit older than me but um, I I find him entertaining on top of being informative, and if I th- that's what I do, that's why again, that's why I listen to all the podcasts. That's why I listen, you know, to stuff that's a little bit atypical, and I want to pass it along to you guys. It's, it's so that we can all get better. That's the goal of the Dynasty Warzone. And then some games that we're gonna fade this week: Buffalo at uh, the New York Jets. Jets, I'm not the Jets. Excuse me, the Giants. The Giants getting two points at home, forty three and a half point over and under. That is the lowest. Over and under on the board. I don't know, Jerry. I mean, I, I, I'm playing Josh Allen, but I'm not playing Eli. I'm not playing Sterling Shepard. Uh, I would con- I, I, you gotta play Evan Ingram. I mean, my goodness, we didn't mention him earlier. The young tight ends who blow up. You're playing Barkley, but also I mean Devin Singletary maybe. But I mean, uh, of those ancillary you targets, don't feel good about it though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not firing up. I'm not going to recommend Robert Foster as a as a deep play or Cole Beasley. Or anybody not named Saquon or Evan Ingram on the Giants, this is just brutal. Then the uh, the Jags go to Houston, where Houston has given up eight and a half points at home, forty four and a half point over and under. I know Kenny Stills hit you with that, you know that big bomb uh, toward the end of the game. Same thing with Jacksonville. I, I couldn't recommend playing DJ Chark in this game last week. DJ Chark in a and what should be a barn burner with the Chiefs. Thumbs up. Roll him out there in a, in, a, in a tournament. Roll him out there as your wide receiver for This week against Houston, and these Houston, Tennessee, and these Houston, excuse me, uh, Jacksonville games tend to be knockdown, drag out, old school almost, not quite as good as like those old school Steelers and Ravens games. Where These two teams just beat the crap out of each other. They end up being field goal fests from last, I, I remember. And uh, if you didn't watch Monday night's game, you missed a good one. Deshaun Watson had the snot beat out of him on Monday night. He went to the pop-up tent three times. So I, I don't like this game outside of your your normal I mean you gotta play Watson. You gotta play Hopkins. I, I mean I get you might have to play Fuller. You don't love it. Although Fuller will be playing the 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 corner two in Jacksonville. So maybe but I don't know. I'd try to avoid it if I could. And the third one's a little bit shocking because of the weapons on there. Minnesota at Green Bay. Uh you know, I mean you're firing up Dalvin Cook, but I'm not playing Kirk Cousins. I may even bench him in favor of my QB3 if I like a QB3 with a better matchup. Uh, I'm still playing Thielen, but I'm not playing Diggs if he's limited because I don't have to. I'm, I won't get away from him even in my, in my uh, seasonal head-to-head leagues. And then Green Bay, I mean, I'm not going to trust Valdez Scantling. I'm not going to trust Geronimo Allison. He burned me last week. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna trust Aaron Jones. You may have to. I know there's probably leagues out there where you have to play Aaron Jones, but you don't have to like you it. You
1: probably hate him after last week anyway. Did, so you'd did probably you be okay?
0: Did you see what Minnesota did to Devontae Freeman and what I think is an equal or close to offense to Ooh. to uh, to Green Bay's? I'm telling you, man, play Rodgers, play Adams, and if you can fade the rest, I'm fading the rest. So anything at these three games. Buffalo Giants, Jacksonville, Houston, Minnesota, Green Bay that we missed.
1: No, I don't think so. And just you want to know another place that could have been wrong, Devonta Freeman. I didn't even think about that. I was so wrong on that.
0: Uh, I it, it's it's hard to get away from it because the Atlanta offense is so good, but I mean sometimes bad. sometimes I you was... sometimes you just have to pivot. It's it's not hard. It's not It's not easy. Like you couldn't get away from Julio and he bailed his day out with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but you, you don't have to put yourself in certain positions. Now, it takes courage. It takes courage to not play a Kirk Cousins in a two QB league. It takes yeah. courage to, to not play him um, in, in favor of maybe you have a Jacoby Brissett who's going to be playing Tennessee. It takes courage to do that. But if you don't have to, I don't know. So Jerry, you know, speaking of all this Vegas stuff, let's, you know, it's not really gambling. It's kind of skilled gambling. It's kind of like the poker of the fantasy world. It's DFS. It's the Daily Darling. Jerry, who is your uh, Daily Darling this week?
1: It is a certain guy that uh, you may have mentioned earlier and last week and the week before and in May and probably in February, Terry McLaren. Uh, I have
0: heard of him. Thank you, Nick Whalen.
1: Yeah, I unbelievable. You know, even if we just thought he was going to succeed in his first game without Haskins, the reason we liked him so much was because he had that familiar familiarity. Excuse me with Haskins. Nope, Case Keenum, seven targets, five catches, one hundred and twenty-five yards, and a tizzy. Are you kidding me, Terry? Should have been Terry two ball game. Should have been and two. Guess what? Thirty-eight hundred on DraftKings. What wide receiver is that? 64. There is, I would put it at 0.467% that he does not surpass that. That's outrageous.
0: That is egregious. And uh, like I said earlier, it's kind of funny to think that Case Keenum could overthrow a guy with 4'3 speed. But I will say this. When a guy's got the measurables of a... Terry McLaren, 4-3 speed, just a a good overall combine, and they're super intelligent. If you've ever heard this man talk, that this feels like a recipe for success. Not only in DFS, which is a great call by Jerry this week, because I do have a feeling that against Dallas, they're going to be behind, and they're going to have to throw the ball. Uh, I'll tell you another little sneaky one there in that Washington game, is you just saw Dallas give up a ton of receptions to Evan Ingram if... uh, and Cody Latimer. And the it, guy, it, my, get my my the hell attitude. out of here. I mean, they, Cody, they give Cody. up passing yards. Uh, yeah, th- cause it's because you're behind. But uh, I'll, I'll throw you a little bonus. If uh, Jordan Reed sits, don't be afraid to look at Vernon Davis. Um, he had a nice I little agree. touchdown. He's he still got it, even though he's old as, old as can be. He's still got it. I'm going to hit you with a little DFS stack. And that is Derek Carr and Tyrell Williams. Again, go back to the Oakland and Kansas City matchup second highest over under on vegas's board and these guys are dirt cheap man combined you're not even spending 10 grand on on draftkings are you kidding me you get derek Carr as qB 51 and uh that excuse me qB 21 a little typo there qB 21. And you get Tyrell Williams at wide receiver 44. You know how little that these guys have to do to repay that? And only spending 10 grand, do you know how much you can pay up for those running backs and and, and plus, plus matchups? You can pay up for Alvin Kamara. You can pay up for Zeke Elliott. You can pay up for Saquon Barkley or any of these big studs, some of these big name you know wide receivers. You, you can do that because you're getting dirt-cheap options in the form of Terry McLaren, Tyrell Williams, and Derek Carr. So, Jerry, that is uh, that is the DFS Darling brought to you by our friends over at Draft. Remember, at Draft.com, you can use the promo code DWZDRAFT, and you get a free $3 coupon for a contest over there. Jerry, man, that's the show. A little long. We're, we're, we're keeping these things just around an hour, hour and ten
1: don't judge us, though. It's the first week. We're excited. We're nah, rambling.
0: Nah, th- th- this is going to be the thing. We're going to be right around an hour, but you know, it, it's good for the commute. You can, you can, you know, it, we, we chop it up in segments. You can uh, listen when you can. You can hit the pause button. Uh, man, I'm just fired up. I, I love the new show format. I love the uh, the feedback we've been getting from uh, from our buddies uh, and the listeners, Jerry.
1: Yeah, it's it, the Patreon chat. It's the whole going. The, the, uh, been going this st- whole show. St- whole, the whole the damn
0: racket. show. Forty-eight messages later, these guys are on full tilt. But you know what? It's not always about interacting with Jerry. It's about interacting with fellow Dynasty owners. Similar mindset. You know, it's a if you f- stick around on Twitter too long, you just hear the echo chamber that is Twitter. But when you get in there with with like-minded guys who are just trying to help make each other better, that's the last pitch. Dynasty Warzone. You know, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Check that out. And remember, I am Memphis at DFF Memphis. He is Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. And here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you right back here next Wednesday. Bye Jerry. Bye.